The Home Depot is making it easy to turn your favorite moment into the perfect color for any room with the Project Color app. Upload any image, then discover the colors and paint to match. Now you're a swipe and a click closer to everything you need for your next project. Explore the most popular colors and trending palettes to find your perfect paint. Get a colorful new experience with the Project Color app, then shop our best brands with gallons starting from just $25.97 at The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. U.S. only. See store for details. Sabrosura, pati This is Pam of Cafe con Pam, the bilingual podcast that features fearless Latinas, Latinos, Latinx, and people of color that break barriers, change lives, and make this world a better place while living in the U.S. most of the time. <laughs> Welcome to episode number 65 of Cafe con Pam. In today's show, we have a live conversation with Tania Reyes. Reyes. I can't say Spanish names in English. We've gone through this. <laughs> and listeners, this episode is quite different. It was recorded live from Wheel Grow Summit. And I had the opportunity to be there on behalf of Podcasterio Network. And as you know, Podcasterio Network was founded to empower other podcasters to allow you to raise and elevate our voices, and this is a partnership between Nos Vemos en el Swap Meet, Let There Be Loose, and Latinos Who Lunch, and if you haven't listened to them, I've mentioned them a few times, but please go check them out. Before we get into the interview and into who Tanya is, I want to give a big, big shout out to the Wheel Grow team, especially Ana Flores, of course, because she gave us the opportunity to be there as Podcastero Network. She totally believed in us and also to Verizon because they believed in what we do so much, which is amazing. And I hope that if you were there, we were able to hug each other and talk for a little bit, take a picture. I am really bad at those. I photograph people for a living and I hardly put myself in front of a phone, I guess, for a picture. So if you have a picture of me, make sure you tag me and then I'm going to compile all the photos and then do one post of all the people that I met because it was amazing. It was incredible meeting all of you and the energy was so good. Wellness Day was on Sunday and I got the opportunity to attend the red tent that Loose from Let There Be Loose hosted and it was super magical. It was touching. It was emotional. People loved Loved it. It was so good, as well as the prana healing from Marcela Rieta, and all the other speakers were super awesome. I had a lot of fun. So this episode with Tanya, I've known Tanya for a long, long time, and I go through her story on the podcast, how we met on the podcast, and Tanya is—it's a badass. I mean. She, ever since I've known her, she has so much resiliency and strength, and she's a powerhouse. And she is, like I say on the on the episode, she's a true and true entrepreneur. She gets an idea, she gets it done, and she doesn't beat around the bush. And she is just amazing. I've been nudging her about sharing her story for a while, listeners. This is one of those that took me a minute, <laughs> and I've learned that sometimes people are not ready, and they 
when they're ready, they'll share and the interview is, is good. So bear with us on the audio. I hope you can, I mean, the audio is pretty good. Thank you. Big shout out to Latinos Lunch who let us use their equipment at the time because it was already set up and it was easier than me setting up my whole thing. And we did this at the Podcast Radio Lounge. So we did this while everyone was there. Not everyone, but a lot of people were in the lounge having conversations so that maybe you might find that a little bit distracting. I dimmed the background noise as much as I could without distorting the top of the audio. And I left this episode. You know, typically I'm pretty particular of the things that I edit. If we interrupt the conversation for some reason, I take that out because I am conscious of your time. But in this case, I'm leaving everything because it was a live show. And people, some people watched it on my Instagram and they enjoyed it. So I'm leaving everything. Even the moments when we say, let me see if we can find some headphones or let me see something so you could actually feel like you're there because it was super cool so here's my conversation with tanya reyes all right are you ready i'm ready awesome so tanya hey thank you for being here thank you for having me where are we <laughs> we are at the we all grow summit 2018 because yes people might can you hear me okay do you need headphones I can't, yeah, maybe I do. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Hold on. Do we have another set of headphones? Yeah. Okay. Thank you, because you're right. I'm like, because I can hear you totally fine on the mic. Well, because yeah, yeah, you yeah. have, <laughs> like, but I know there's a lot of background noise. Okay. I'm going to have someone take a picture of me, because, yeah, I'm going, I'm live. Will you take a picture of me? I'm like, I've never been on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a live podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. What's going on in there? Not sure. Oh, they're getting ready, girl. That's how I was, was going to put my bags down. After this, oh, is the ready for dinner? Well, oh. after I think it's at five. Oh, sure. right? No, I don't know. Check the. I have the calendar in my bag. Yeah, we're recording. Sí, mujer, creo que es a las cinco. See, storytellers. Well, no, five thirty. Five thirty. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we have five thirty. You're right. <laughs> and I'm still talking to Mike. <laughs> Okay, so it's oh, slowed yeah. down a little. It's what? It's slowed down. Hi, guys. I can't see you. I'm holding the phone. Will you see if you can get both of us? Oh, thank you. Yeah. Or wherever. If you could get both of us, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, I'm just doing a selfie. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm live. Oh, okay. We're <laughs> doing a live podcast. Hi. So I won't be able to see you. This is the suite, so you can see. Thank you. All right. Okay, so let's do this. Okay, you he, can hear he me, yeah? Phones? He's looking well, for them. Okay. All right, yes. So tell me who you are. Tanya Reyes. We met. Okay, so let's tell the story of how we met. We met a long, long time ago. <laughs> no, that was so funny. Yeah. So we met at a pop shop pop what, what is it uh i actually can't remember it? where how it was where a we pop met up. it was a pop-up place oh okay yeah you have a better memory than i do well you're pregnant yeah your brain i do i have i've had pregnancy brain for sure <laughs> <laughs> and it's so been funny. a while <laughs> so we yeah we met at a pop-up shop and you were selling you had elegancia at the time yes and you were selling jewelry and yes. other stuff 
Yes. Right? Yes. And you were like, I need it's a graphic designer. Back to me. Yes. yes. <laughs> and you're like, I need a graphic designer. And I was like, I'm a graphic designer. Yes. Let's do it. And I so remember then, the yes. part. So now it just visually came it in came? my head. Yes. yes. I had a white I bought a tent. journal from you. Yes. Remember? Yeah. Yes. 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 Oh, my God. I have it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's so awesome. Yes. yes. <laughs> so from there... You used to live in, in, in TJ. Uh huh. And then moved to San Francisco. We lost track of each other. Yep. Last year, a wheel grow yes. here. So this is really interesting that we're doing the interview here. Yes. Last year, you, you, you were a vendor. Yeah. For your new business that yes. we'll talk about. Yes. And I was like, wait, what are you doing now? <laughs> what are you doing this time? Right. <laughs> so you're a true and true entrepreneur. Like, yes. there's no, there's no other way yeah. to put it. You it's just a passion. It's in my heart. Yep. Yeah. And you, I, I mean, you, you have an dream. idea, you do it. So where, what's your heritage, your ethnicity? What's your heritage? Um, so I was born here in the U.S., but okay. my mother is from Nicaragua and my dad's from Mexico. Okay. Yes. So nice. very, very, I am very proud of being a Latina woman. I love both cultures very much. Um, I actually enjoyed my time in Tijuana when I was there for seven years. So, seven years? Yeah, almost seven years oh before I moved gosh. back to San Francisco. But tell us how hard that was because I remember when we talked, you were like, yeah, I yes. get up at four in the morning. It was a sacrifice. I was oh waking up at 3.30 in the morning 3:30. and I had to be at work at eight. So to get up wow. at 3.30 to be at work at 8, and then I would get off work at 5, and I would be home by 7, 7.30. And you had yeah. to go to bed right away. Yeah, and then I had to go to bed right away. You um, have kids at the time. You know, with anything in life, it's all about balance. So the balance for me at that time was that the commute was really hard and shitty, but I had a beautiful home two blocks away from the beach. Really? And my rent was like 400 bucks. <gasps> So again, it was balance. worth the sacrifice. <laughs> balance sacrifice, yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm live, and I might. I don't know if you guys can hear me, so I might just drop this. And plus, my hand is kind of tired. <laughs> so you you lived there for seven years. What made you move back? I'm sorry. What made you move to San Francisco? I was missing the cultural part of like the festivals and just being in the city. Um, and I was also missing my family because all of my family is in San Francisco. So I was missing my mom, my cousins, and then just all of the cultural events that occur in the San Francisco that I've always been near and dear to my heart, like Stern Grove Festival, one of the best free festivals in San Francisco every year. It comes around in the summertime. Uh, Fillmore Jazz Festival. I was just missing a lot of those cultural San Francisco-only kind of events. You grew and up in San Francisco? I'm born and raised. Oh. Yes, I was born and raised in San Francisco. So could we talk about what made you move to TJ for seven years? My husband. Yeah, my husband. Um, you know, I have a unique situation. My husband is undocumented. He got deported, and I thought, what the hell? Let's just And go you were married at the time. No, we were not. Oh. We were in love. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we were in love, and I had known him for three months. What? And, yeah. <laughs> in three <laughs> months, you said I'm moving to DJ. I thought, what the hell? Let's give it a chance, right? I wanted something oh new, gosh. and I was in love. And so I gave my work and everything two months' notice. And on December 31st of 2012 or something, I drove to TJ and stayed there for seven years. And then we oh got married gosh. about a year after we moved to Tijuana. So we got married in Mexico. No way. Yeah. And your family went? Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. All our family, our loved ones were there. Uh, beautiful reception, beautiful wow. wedding. How did you and know he was it? 
Um, I just knew one night. It was just one of those things. I mean, I, I met him going clubbing, um, and he no was not way. a good dancer. <laughs> so it's so funny because I, the moment I met him, I was like, oh, God, you don't even know how to dance. <laughs> what am I doing? And then look at us now, right? Um, he was not a good dancer on the dance floor. <laughs> You're pregnant but, with your second baby. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, um, yeah. So you knew. I just knew. Yeah. Wow. One night looking into his eyes, I just knew he was the one. <laughs> Do you ever think like three months in, this is like a high yeah. risk. Like you you dropped everything. Yeah. To move to Tijuana. Yeah. So I just wanted a new experience and I wanted to, I was 32 when I met him. So okay. mind you, I had been single for a long time and I was not looking for love when I met him. So it's it is usually true. how it happens now. Yeah, so it is true that when you least expect it is when you fall in love. Yes. I was not looking for love. Actually, I had made a commitment and sort of an affirmation to myself that I was going to be okay if I was going to be single for the rest of my life. Really? And sure enough, like two months later, I met him. <laughs> That's so interesting. So, yeah. um, so it is true when they say when you least expect it. Yeah, it'll happen. Just kind of let go of the thought of yeah. like, I need to have someone and... Mm. Yeah. He came when you were least expecting it. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. That's absolutely. awesome. Yep. <laughs> so you quit your job. You moved to TJ. Yeah. So then you found a job in, T- in San yeah. Diego? Yeah. I'm very lucky and I know how to sell myself. So within a month, um, well, I was also smart. So I strategized a little bit, I think you're bit, really right? smart. You grind. I, like, I don't think there's I went there. through a temp agency. Um, so that's what I did. I went through a temp agency and I worked for the temp agency for about a month before they found me a, a place. Okay. And, and yeah, and then I just started working and commuting and enjoying my weekends in Tijuana, uh, 10 a.m., having a shot of tequila and then cleaning the house and then enjoying Mexico. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then what, what, tri- what, okay, so you missed, you were missing your family, you said seven years. Your husband is now able, obviously, to come? No. Okay. No, we're just in a very unique situation. So like many people that I know, many, you know, like the stories that we hear, I am one of those, I'm one of those families where I am a U.S. citizen and my husband is not and he's undocumented and we always have that sort of behind, you know, in the back of our mind. Um, We have an emergency plan in case something happens. Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah. So that's also my reality, like many people that I know. Yeah, and it's another very. Yeah, and it's it's a it's a unique situation. I mean, it's not people ask, oh, well, you you a citizen fixes papers. It's a unique situation that we're in. I mean, he's not he doesn't have like a criminal record or anything like that. But like many people, he's been deported more than once. Mm. When you've been deported more than once, your likelihood of getting a pardon or being okay to be in the U.S. is very very slim, and so. It is what it is. The risk, yeah, and it is what it is. And I think that, you know, I married him, right? So I kind of knew. Well, I knew what I was getting myself into, right? But you make that decision, and you just kind of go with it. Yeah, and you don't let it impede your happiness or whatever might be ahead of you. For sure. Which is something that I tell a lot of the families that I work with because I have a part-time job and I work with a lot of families. Is that, um, again, don't. You know, don't don't be scared. Don't feel threatened. Continue to live your life. Believe in yourself. Believe in the universe. Believe in God. Whatever it is that you know, things will work out for itself. But totally. we don't want to live in fear. Totally, so we're very much that kind of a family. I love that. Yeah. So now you have a little one and another one on the way. Yes. And when's the new one coming? 
So I'm doing May. Okay. Um, I have a 24-year-old. And then I have a three-year-old. right. Yeah. I can't I forget about, about that. My, I know because it's so easy to forget my 24-year-old. <laughs> I have a 24-year-old that I had when I was 16. And where is the 24-year-old? And he's, he lives in Fairfield and he's 24. So he's in love with a 32-year-old woman. He's trying to figure out life, right? That's what you tend to do at that age. He's trying to figure out how much money he needs to make to get an apartment, to move out and all that good stuff. We have an amazing, great relationship. Um, my firstborn. And then I have a three-year-old with my husband, right? Because I waited till yeah. I was 38 to have another baby. So, so can we backtrack about the 24-year-old? You were 16. Yes. So you were a teen mom. Yes. How was, how was maneuvering that at the um, time? That was a very difficult time for me. I, you know, Latina woman. Right. I was completely shunned out. I was basically thrown out of my house. So I, I've been through my own traumas. I think that what's you know, people might look at me and you might think that I'm put together and that I've got my shit together and I've got all this going on. And maybe I do, but maybe I don't. And if I do, it's because I'm 41. It's taken me, you know, many years to get to where I am today. Um, perseverance and just, you know, looking ahead, mm. not letting you, anyone stop you. So at 16, I got kicked out. I mean, I was pregnant. That was not okay in my family. Right. I'm also the first female in oh my, my family. Gosh. So if you're a female in Latino culture, yes. So you know that expectation was oh, here. Yeah. And when I got oh, pregnant, yeah. it was like done. Yep. So so yeah. So that was really tough for me. Um, but I, you know, I I always thought about what was in the best interest of my son. And that's how I pretty much did everything in that time. And, and so, yeah. And then, of course, raising children is, it's hard. They don't it freaking come with instructions. So young, yeah. <laughs> you don't know what you're doing half the time. But I think that if you're conscious that you have a, a human being in front of you, you're going to try to do the best to keep that human being safe and to give them the tools and the good foundation. Yes. So, those were the things that were always in my mind and that's what kind of you know always kept me going and um yeah and so my son is there he's beautiful super smart trying to figure out life right now and we were you a, a single 16 year old mom um no or was well, a dad with we were together for a little bit and then we separated when i was 18 oh so, okay yeah. so there was a little support yeah Would yeah you, and his family was a lot more supportive mm. so my son did spend a lot of more time with his dad's family okay. than myself or my own because at that time i was i mean i got kicked out so i had to deal with that and where to and then of course i didn't live with his dad so it was like trying to figure out how to get myself back up and running and like get myself back on my feet and finding a place where i could live and all of that so For yeah sure would yeah. you say that that time in your life taught you a lot of lessons that you use later in life absolutely like the I think, the yeah for sure you know it's so funny i don't i don't typically talk about that time because no one ever asks <laughs> um but you know i had to find a lot of inner strength mm. it was a really difficult time and i didn't really have a support system so it was just constantly having that inner strength and finding that inner strength and believing in myself and believing that I was capable and smart enough to overcome whatever I was going through at the time. But that's why I say I had my own trauma that I dealt with. You know, I had the many endless crying nights. For sure. Um, it's a little sad when I think about it, but it's also like, wow, I, like, I came through yeah. it, right? Yeah. There's light at the end of the tunnel. 
But it's also heartbreaking that at that age and through that period, I really felt alone, and I and I was alone. I really was. And were so, you able to lean on someone, or I really wasn't. Really? But again, it's just you know. So when I think about what got me through it, belief in myself, music. Like I remember listening to a lot of Mariah Carey and singing my heart out. You know, music. Sometimes I'll listen to an older Mariah Carey song and I'll tear up. It brings up that, and yes. it brings back all those emotions. So just you know, music. Yeah. Uh, I had friends, but no one that I could really confide in, or nobody that really understood what I was going shoes. through. Or Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I definitely felt like it was just something that I went through on my own, and. Just yeah, belief in myself, music, wow. and that's pretty much it. That's I, awesome. I really, it was a really lonely time for me. Did you ever think um, about giving up? Yes. So yes, absolutely. Um, I tried to commit suicide at one point, and after baby. Yes, I was in my early twenties, and wow. so he was already a few years old. Yes, yeah, and I did it because, and I know exactly why. Like I didn't want to die. <laughs> I just wanted my mom's attention. Wow. Right? She kicked me out the house. So that was that was tough. So I did that. Um, and she came to the hospital. And, you know, she was concerned. But it didn't necessarily... She wasn't your relationship like, closer. She didn't give me the, loving, the love that I wanted or expected, right? Um, so I was actually at that point... Um, I went to a mental institute for a week. And, you know, the interesting thing is that... I don't talk about it because people don't ask. But... It wasn't bad. I was in there for a week and it just really, what I looked at it was more of a break. Like mm. seven days of just having a break of not having to deal with the outside world. With the real life. And trying to kind of like recoup, right? Yes. Because after the seven days, I was completely fine and I was able to go back out into the real world. So it grounded you in a way. Yes, absolutely. And then there came the therapy, which for me was very interesting. Now, again, I think I have to be grateful for just who I am as a person because my experience with therapy after that was that they wanted to push pills on me. Wow. And the pills were making me feel really weird in the sense to where, like, for one, I would walk around numb. So almost like I wouldn't have an emotion. Yes. So then I remember getting them switched and then I would walk around like this. You're happy all the time for no reason. (laughs) And so I knew something was wrong, right. right? So I went back and I said, you know what? I got to figure out how to deal with this on my own. Right. Like this, you're pushing pills on me. This isn't working. But again, like having the strength and the ability and the recognition to do that. So I just, you know, I did. I stopped taking the pills that whatever was being prescribed to me. And I don't really know what I did um, at the time to cope. But I was fine. I was able to, you know. Uh, talking maybe to certain people in my life. I think you um, always had like that, like I can do this yeah. type of thing. I think resiliency is a really interesting, I love that word and yes. what resiliency means because it's so interesting how some people that go through traumatic experiences in their life can bounce back mm-hmm. and then others can't. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, we're all unique, but it does trip me out how some people can bounce back and so how some others can't. Yes. Um, so I'm just lucky that I bounced back and I've always been very, I've always felt very blessed and lucky that when I, you know, as I got older now, I asked for help when I need it. Mm -hmm. But when I was younger, maybe I didn't ask for help, but I also knew when not to kind of go down that rabbit hole, right? Which is really important, right? right? 
so there's there's a sense of consciousness that has always been there for me that I don't always see in people that I've worked with myself or even people that I know. Mm-hmm. Very easily, we can go down that rabbit hole, right? Or you can kind of just go in that quicksand and start. Super quick. Yep. I've been lucky that I've not. I've been able to catch myself, nip things in the bud. You know, as soon as I, I see, you know, addictive Some behaviors signs, or anything, yeah. those red signs, those red flags. Um, and so that's been very unique to me. And, and so, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So you talked about how you didn't like the pills. Yeah. And we're going to speed it up. Yeah. Fast forward to your current business. You've, well, one, one of the, one of the couple. Yes. So you are kind of, you like the natural stuff, right? Yes. How, what do you do now? Let's talk about the nail polish and then we'll talk about the other one. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I just, it's about, you know, as you grow, you get enlightened. <laughs> you meet people along the way that teach you things, right? Yes. Um, I come from a Latin culture where we, you know, we eat a lot of meat. Everything is fried. Meat, medicina, antibiotics, up and down. Yeah, that's crazy. So I just one day was having a conversation with somebody, and she enlightened me. And next thing you know, I read a book, and it was like, and then from there, I was like, oh my goodness, I've got to start caring about what I'm putting on my skin, and maybe care a little bit more about what I'm putting in my body. Yes, and that's sort of how that came about. Um, as well and then with the remover I was pregnant I didn't want to smell the acetone it would just literally make me want to gag and I was just thinking there's got to be a better way and you like to get your nails done and I love to get my nails done and then there's also the thing of you know our, our government we don't really regulate mm, no, stuff we, that we put on ourselves we were briefly talking so, about it yesterday yeah, right yeah. how in Europe there are substances and chemicals and things that yeah. we consume in the U.S. <laughs> we're live also on Instagram. <laughs> so there are things that we consume here that yeah. are banned everywhere, anywhere else in the yeah. world. You know, starting yeah. from corn, you know, one yeah. of the things. From yeah. acetone was the other one. Yeah. So tell us about that. Yeah. I Yes, I was pregnant. I was getting my nails done. I could gag every time I smelled acetone. I just felt like there had to be something better. And then I think like, you know, within that thought, like a few weeks or a month or two later, I had a girlfriend come from the UK and she had some remover in her bag and she showed it to me and I was like, what is it? And it, it doesn't was like, smell. Yeah, it was a soybean based polish remover and I was like oh my god there is something better why isn't this available in the US so I did a lot of research probably like a year worth of research to just kind of you know figure out like why isn't it here and who does sell it and why isn't it just more mass produced and who makes it and all of that so I found a manufacturer in the US that does it I did find at the time there was only four niche companies that had a soy remover now I believe there's closer to 12 to 15 but it's still something very niche therefore you really won't know know about about it. it Yeah, it's just something that women don't really know about. Um, So I created my company, Glamrock Nails, and I started with the soy remover. And I'm hoping to come out with my nail polish line in June, which will be eight free. The thing about the nail polish is that there's a lot of misconception. and There are a lot of companies out there that use the word natural and organic. You can't make a nail polish that's natural. (laughs) I'm sorry. They're just not telling the truth. They're not transparent. There's no way. 
There's no way. The only way that nail polish sticks to our nail is through a chemical. Right. So, and Sorry it is not it a natural chemical. <laughs> so, uh, so what you want to do is just maybe have the most non-toxic polish, right. right? But it's still going to have a chemical in it. Uh, so that's the next step in that business. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So for the people that are like, well, I want to start a business and you went, th- you took a risk. Yes. Do you want to talk about that? Yes. I took a huge risk, but again, I'm very gung ho. Let's I mean, do it. I'll learn on the way. TJ three months in. Yes. <laughs> um, I just, I spent a lot of money on the business and I think I should have maybe done my business brand a little bit, my business plan. I should have put a little bit more thought into it. Um, but I kind of just went for it. But if you know me and you know my personality, <laughs> that's just how I roll. Right. <laughs> I mean, even, even when I was a kid and going through things in my young adulthood, you could, como dice el dicho, you tell me something in one year, it's going to come out the other, yeah. right? I'm yeah. the person that needs to learn uh, on her own. So, so Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they're tired. I don't know if they can even hear. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I just kind of went for it. And now I am, I, I love my company and now I'm just getting ready to do the launch for the nail polish, which should be in June. Um, and I think part of it is because for many people, it's odd that I have this remover, but I don't have nail polish. And so the, mm. typically the first question I get is, oh my gosh, it's soybean. Does it really work? Yeah. That's the first one. And then the second one is, oh, where's your nail polish? And so for many women, it's like, well, wait, you have a remover, but you don't have a polish. Mm. For me, that just made more sense to have a remover first, right? But that's right. just me. <laughs> but now when I look at the, in the, the, in the bigger scheme of things, it would have made sense to also have the nail polish too. I mean. Uh, so Yeah. But you're giving them the alternative because they, they already have the polish, right? Yeah. And maybe they have a favorite color. I I I met a woman one time where she picked a color of the year mm-hmm. and she would wear the same color for the whole year on wow. her nails because she, she was like, commitment. I don't want to. Yeah. She was like, I don't want to think about it. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it, it was just, it was either hot pink or lighter pink or yeah. some kind of pink, you know, because it was like a ghost. Yeah. I don't want to think about it. It's fine. Yeah. And I think some women have their favorites. Yeah. So Absolutely. while you're able to to cater to them, you can have help them get it removed. Yeah. No, absolutely. And again, and so now there's also moms, right? Mm. Moms with little girls. Little mm. girls are getting their nails done at like seven, six. I've seen little girls as young as three yeah, with painted nails. I know. <laughs> right? Well, you go to the nail salon, so, they have l- little chairs. Yes. And, they pan- and they're catering to children. Yeah. So I think that's also... You know, so again, my remover is meant for the woman who's conscious about what she's putting on her skin. Um, but it's also for maybe the mom who doesn't care what she's putting on her skin, but she's more likely to care what her daughter is putting on her skin at such a young age, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely for that. I think that's the niche market for me. Um, so I do have three salons that currently carry the remover nice. and would love more. I think there's just an education component to it definitely. because people, again, it's soybean based. Yeah. You think soybean and you think of a bean not something right. that will remove polish green so there's drink? an education aspect to it uh, but that is the goal because originally that was the intention all along it wasn't really for the average women it was for salons right. my goal was to get it into salons so we would have to stop smelling the acetone As when they you dip in. your nails in acetone for 30 minutes like that's insane right so just the thought you know yeah somebody once said 
it, she's a dermatologist and she said if if you wouldn't put something in your in your mouth yeah you don't want to put it on your skin Absolutely. because your skin absorbs it yeah it 30 seconds in, yeah within 30 seconds your skin will absorb anything that you put on it when she said yeah. that i was like holy shit yeah. like you really have to be careful of what you put on your skin mm-hmm. because it's the biggest organ of, in your body exactly yeah so and again there's just an education component to it not a lot of people realize that mm-hmm. um and i think that when they do and they see the physical difference because when i do demos and i'm doing those face-to-face events and i'm showing my you know professionally made video that's when they really can see the difference and they can feel it too yes. acetone is very drying that's what i Mine love is moisturized so you are getting some vitamins right there and you can just feel the difference big time so you know but it's with like a that, cuticle oil almost yeah, absolutely that's what i've heard and i love it and again i think it's just people giving it a try um but also again it, it is meant for nail polish remover it does not work with gel because mm. you need something stronger to that's because that's how toxic gel is <laughs> you need something stronger and you need to you need to wrap it with aluminum foil <laughs> and have it like and have it sit there for minutes. 30 minutes <laughs> oh to God. remove or you're going to use a drill bit yes. to get it drilled off oh my so the removal of the gel for me is something that i have such an issue with um but that's also part of the education component too that when i talk to salons it's having the opportunity to talk to the nail techs so i love talking to nail techs because i learn a lot uh, and then trying to get them to see why it's important to, you know, do these steps a little in a much, you know, healthier manner mm. um, and not so evasive. Totally. But that's, you know, oh. it's it's breaking up a habit that's been around for years. And with so. that, let's talk about expectation. So yeah. with acetone, you, I mean, the moment a drop falls on your nail, if you have nail polish, it's gone. Mm-hmm. With your nail polish remover, it's a little bit, it takes a little bit longer. Yes. Tell us how it works. Yeah, absolutely. So it takes, so the average, when you use acetone, I think within a minute you can have your nail polish off. Mine's is just a 30 30 to 60 seconds long. You leave it holding, because I mean, you sent me one, I used it. You just, you put it on, you dab it a little bit on your cotton ball and you do want to put it on your nail and you want to let it, you know, count to like five seconds before you actually start rubbing it off. Let it absorb. Five seconds is, I mean, it goes by fast, right? Well, it's almost like nourishing and. Yes. Like. Yeah, it's a, it's a little ritual for yeah. your nail. And again, you get used to it, yeah. but what's five seconds, right? right? But yeah, you absolutely just want to leave it on for about five seconds before you start rubbing it off. And then the rest and everything else will come off. And it does. It's infused with vitamins E and A. And so it is nourishing not only your skin, but your cuticle and your nail bed. That's awesome. So, yeah. So where can people find it? Uh, they can find it at glamrocknails.com. And just for the people that want to know how long, it's not too, super expensive. No, it's not. You can get, so they come in a two ounce bottle and also a four ounce bottle. The two ounce bottle will typically last you anywhere from, if you get your nails done every two weeks, it'll last you about three to four months. Um, the four ounce bottle will last you whew, six to eight months. So it's, again, it's, it's something like that will last you for a little bit. And again, you don't need a lot. So thank you for bringing that up because you just really need that small amount on a cotton ball and it'll remove it. So nice. Yeah. And how much is it? 1050 for the two ounce and 1650 for the four ounce. Worth it. Yes. I mean, absolutely. if you think about the chemicals that you're putting in your body yeah. and like yeah, the absolutely. stuff that's going in your bloodstream. And not only that, I mean, it's soybean based, so it's not going to be, you can get an acetone for like two bucks, I but know. let's think about the tox, the toxicity yeah. of acetone, right? So absolutely, it's definitely worth the extra money. For sure. I mean, it's, it's totally worth yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So 
Social handles for that at Glamrock Nails. Yes, Glamrock Nails. Website? That's the website. And then I have the Instagram, which is Glamrock Nails as well. Okay, perfect. So let's move quickly to your next business. Yes. (laughs) So you want to talk about all the things. Yes. (laughs) So that one's good. I love it. Yeah. It's, It's perfect. So now you're launching a new one. Yes. And I don't know if we can talk about the details. Do we? Can we talk about the details now? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So tell us about it. So it's children's books. Um, again, Orgullosa Latina. Uh, I love to speak Spanish. My children. My children. Well, my child is. My three-year-old is bilingual. My oldest one is not. But he he understands it, but he doesn't speak it. Um, but I think so. Children's books because I encourage families to read to their children first and foremost. And if you can do it in Spanish, even better. I mean, it's just. Statistics have shown, studies have shown that reading to your child will enhance their vocabulary. There's just so many things, you know, vocabulary, their words, um, critical thinking. It just so many good things that come out of reading. So you can start reading to your child when they're in the womb Mm. and continue that. Um, What I encourage is... 10 to 15 minutes a day. It doesn't need to be forever. It could just be 10 to 15 minutes a day. I tend to do it in the morning when we're eating breakfast or if we're eating at the table uh, or bedtime, of course. Nice. And also bath time was working for me for a little bit too, where he would just play in the bath and I'd be sitting right there and I would be reading. Um, so I do have the children's books. I've been selling to schools and daycares for a few years. And then I came with, up with the idea of the subscription service because so families wanted. How did the books it. come about? Before, the, before we get into the subscription, yes. how did the books come about? Well, because I was looking for quality books. Mm. Thank you for asking. So I think when I look for Spanish books, I'm looking for authenticity, but I'm looking for a rich vocabulary. I'm not just the simple words, not just the simple words. I mean, don't. Yeah. I mean, I speak Spanish, but I could use a better mm-hmm. vocabulary too sometimes, you know, and I still like to read in Spanish because when I read in Spanish, certain magazines or certain books, I'm picking up these words that I may have known about, but I also may have forgotten. Right. Right. Because it's just it's I don't practice. use them. Mm-hmm. So I look for books that are culturally diverse that have a rich vocabulary and that have authentic um, stories to them. And so when I say culturally diverse, though, I'm looking for Spanish books that are in Spanish, but not only might have a child that's, you know, beige or yellow, like I need different colors, but I need to be in Spanish. And so those are harder to come by. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my books are not purchased here in the U.S. They're actually purchased outside of the U.S., how funny is that? That I'm getting my more culturally diverse books outside of the Very U.S. Very interesting. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So now we're moving into a subscription service yes. because the need is there. Yeah. How fun would it be for a mom to get? A book or a couple of books in the mail every month. Yes. So tell absolutely. us about that. Yeah. So uh, the subscription service was literally started last year um, around November, October, and it did really well, but. You know, I love jewelry and there was always this something pulling me back to jewelry. Full circle. I met her selling jewelry. (laughs) So I was trying to figure out how to stand out because there's my competition. I'm not the only person with this idea, right? I wish I was, but I'm not. And it it was exactly the same thing. But you know what? Competition makes you better. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to stand out. I was thinking, well, what can I do? And then I found this beautiful artisan jewelry and I was like, oh my God, do I merge it? Do I, do I stop with the books and do something else? And I had a conversation with you, right? (laughs) And I shared the idea and it just, 
clicked when the idea of merging came about because then mom gets something for her in the mail Mm -hmm. and then her child gets something in the mail and then within that i am i'm encouraging mom or dad or anybody in the family to read and read in spanish to their kids nice so that's how that idea came about so i am going to launch in about a month and Again, it will be, it's called For Mama and Me, F-O-R, and it's going to be a subscription service that is going to be for mama and then the child, me. Nice. And so they will get a piece of artisan, handmade, handcrafted jewelry, and then also a Spanish book for the child. And you are sourcing the jewelry from yes. the artisans. Like, this Absolutely. is not something that you're, like, wholesaling or anything. No, it's like, I'm not. I'm getting this from... I'm wearing from, one today. Yes, you are. And it's, I've gotten and so, so many compliments. Yeah, like, yeah they're so beautiful. They're me. colorful. You can tell that they're handcrafted, so that's amazing. Um, I'm they're working well done. with several women in different parts of Mexico, so part of also is giving back. Mm. I am a huge advocate of volunteering, of giving back to the community. And so a proceed will go back to the same women that are creating these, you know, beautiful, you know, jewels that Mm. we're going to be wearing. So absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. And where can people, so you're launching. So stay tuned for that. Yes. Do you have an Instagram yet? I do. So the Instagram is for mama and me. And And then there's also a website. Okay. So on the website, you can. I saw you yesterday. (laughs) Yes, you have it already. (laughs) Yes, so I've got a landing page where I'm collecting your email and your cell phone number because I believe in texting too, not just email. Um, But also the feedback that I've gotten from the jewelry has been so amazing and so positive. I'm so sorry. I'm crashing. Sorry. I'm so sorry, Pam. Because you're looking at me like... I know. All right, sorry, but her jewelry is amazing. Get it. <laughs> that was yes. waste from those ones that was sweat me. <laughs> no, but that's exactly the response I've been getting. Well, so. let's talk about what he stopped you, right? Yes. And he was like, show me that necklace. Where did you get it? I want it right now. And yes. Yes, and I told him it was my only one. I was, if he wanted it, I was willing to, you know, sell it to him right then and there. <laughs> and he's then wearing we it had today. A con- he's wearing it today. And then we had a sort of little uh, business powwow with yes. you too, which was amazing. And I needed it. And, and I think because of that, I think on a monthly basis for those of us that don't have children but want the jewelry, once a month, I'll be doing a flash sale. Nice. So you'll need to be following me to see But you see know, what's I would on. get it. I would get the box yeah. just because it's literally so bomb. And I yeah. would give the books to my niece. Yeah. Like, it's my sister doesn't need it. I mean, she can get us a friend too. Yeah. Well, that's the goal too. Because again, it's in, I, w- I really want to encourage reading to your child yeah. and reading in Spanish. So... You know, I'm thinking of ways to make this unique, but also to do that. So I'll be adding little notes to be like, okay, mama, no lo abras todavía. Go read that book first. Nice, <laughs> nice. So something like, because that's part of my personality too. And I want it to come out in the subscription service. And I don't like calling it a box because boxes are bulky and <laughs> you don't need the a box either. to get everything that's in it. Yes. So that's why I'm very uh, careful with my words and so nice. it's a subscription service because you're not going to get a box any <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> so, yeah perfect yeah okay so now that we know that you well we talked about a few because you do so much i'm sure listeners are like how how does she do you have a three-year-old i have a three-year-old do you have a three-year-old do you have a husband you're pregnant yes. how do you manage all the things 
Ooh, girl. <laughs> you sleep? Calendar. <laughs> I, I, I do go to bed between 11.30 and 12. And you've been together at conference. A very supportive husband. <laughs> and we go to counseling. And that helps. Nice. <laughs> I'm just keeping it real. You know, if, if you're an ambitious woman like me and you're trying to conquer the world, uh, counseling is going to help, you know. How did you convince your husband, your husband to go to counseling? Because we just weren't communicating. And because I'm so busy that I forget to mm. communicate. So the problem is sometimes me. <laughs> right? I acknowledge that. But obviously, he's my husband. I love him. I want my marriage to work. So we just decided it, we needed help. Because, again, I've come to a place in my life where it is okay to ask for help. And you, it's fine. And so let's get the help that we need. Because sometimes people looking from the outside in is much better than when you're mm -hmm. the people in, in yeah, the mix, you're so right? In it. So it's helped us a lot. We go every week, and I think it helps us in communication. It helps us to remind ourselves of why we are together and just little things like that because, you know, many families, when you get married and you have kids, you forget <laughs> to yourself. have date nights. Yes. You forget to take care of yourself. You forget that intimacy. And it's just... It's tough, man, right? I'm a wife. I'm a sister. I'm a mother. I got to go to work. I got to do the laundry. I got to get the groceries. I mean, the list is long, let me tell you. Yeah. I don't know how our ancestors did it. <laughs> Without but I can tell you that I need help. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not afraid to say it. And then on top of that, I want to conquer the world. And I want to be this fabulous, amazing entrepreneur woman, right? So that's how we do it. And so every two weeks, we try to do a dinner. And I share my calendar with him. And I tell him what's going on. And we compromise and we have a discussion. Um, the other thing, too, is that I was very much at fault not sharing my dreams and my goals mm. because I thought that he would not understand. And because maybe he's he not doesn't. an entrepreneur? No. Okay. Right? And maybe he doesn't. Right. But that's not the point. That doesn't it's mean not he's not going to support you. To not share it mm. and not disclose it. Right? So I needed that outside help to kind of tell me that, hey, you know what? Well, yeah, he might not see the vision that you have for yourself. But why keep it in? He needs mm -hmm. to know that it's there. Yeah. So just conversations like that, which is what we have, help us. And so that's sort of how, that's how I manage it all. And I'm really good with my calendar. I can pretty much live through a schedule every single week. And I do. And um, sometimes there's room for flexibility. Sometimes there isn't. But I think as I've gotten older, I've also learned that, you know, shit happens. Yes. Deal with it. And yes. it's going to be Roll okay. Roll with the punches. Yeah. But, you know, again, just and move on. Yeah. Don't dwell on it. E exactly. Yes. So those are tough lessons, but I learned them. And so every year I get wiser and <laughs> smarter. <laughs> Everything happens so it's for a great. <laughs> <laughs> so every year for me has been a wonderful year because I've grown as a person, as a business, as an entrepreneur, as a mother and all in all facets of of who I am because I think as women, we wear a lot of masks, too. Yes. And I try to encourage and sort of fulfill all those different personalities per se that I have. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. <laughs> I love, I love that you share that you go to counseling because that's something so, people don't talk about it. They don't. Was it hard for him or was it harder for you? I think it was hard for him. You know, again, it's not something we do within our culture a lot, mm -hmm. but I'm, I am an American. I was born and raised here, right? So that is a huge difference. And my husband was not and he born wasn't. and raised That's here. Right. Right. So this is why we are different, but this is why we love each other. Right. right? 
I have, I come from the mindset of I'm going to get paid what I think I deserve I need to get paid. Right. He comes from a mindset where like, wow, I'm just really lucky I'm getting paid, mm-hmm. right? So there's just, there's, there's, there's these really major differences. Um, so again, I think he was hesitant, but I think that when you are committed and when you love that person and you're committed to that person and you obviously don't want to break up, then let's, what do we have to do to work it out? Right. So he was open to it and we did it and now he loves it and we go every week and it's just part of our routine and it's something that we both see that we need. That's awesome. Do you think that if you had not gone to counseling, your marriage would have been absolutely really hard? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think I would have, I probably would have given up a little bit. Right. Because what we talk about, what she, what she brings up a lot in counseling or therapist who happens to be Argentina is resentment. Mm. What happens when you're not being reciprocated in a certain way by your loved one? That resentment starts to happen and then it starts to build up and then it builds up so big that you can't handle it and you run away. Mm. Right. So typically it's that flight or fight. Right. Yes. I think that's what it's called. So we yep. tend to run away instead of deal with things. Yeah. But I think that as I've gone older too, the reason I've come to find that I don't like to deal with things is because dealing with things brings up a certain level of vulnerability mm-hmm. and honesty. And you've had to be strong so long, for so long. And I don't like being yes. vulnerable. <laughs> and I don't like being honest. <laughs> I don't like to cry in front of people. So when I do, I've now learned to embrace it. But it, to get there was a lot of years because I just don't like being vulnerable. Because what is it that we all fear? Right. We all feel, you know, we all fear being rejected, mm-hmm. being not loved, being not liked. But those are just all assumptions that we have in our head, right? Um, so, yeah. So being vulnerable and honest is is hard for all of us. And I think that, that this going to counseling and talking about and bringing all these those you know subjects and things that happen within the week are are allow us to better our relationship and then i think we come out better people too i love it yeah i love it love it i want to get you to the next session because we are we'll grow okay. <laughs> so we're you. Be of your time thanks and we are at the podcast studio lounge here in we'll grow 2018 presented by verizon wireless and we are thankful for that how's your time here It's been really great. Thank you so much for this. Thank you. This is my you. very first podcast, and I have to say, I don't Pop think um, I've shared some things with you guys I've never shared before. Thank so you thank for you that. for for <laughs> allowing me to to share, and hopefully you're somebody inspire will inspire so many people. Yeah, I hope so. For sure, for yeah. sure. Okay, one tip: I'm a recovering procrastinator, and I teach people how to recover from procrastination and to overcome their own barriers basically because that's what it is there's fear of failure right and i feel like you are one that's like let's just do it i have a i have an idea let's just roll with it (laughs) for someone who has an idea and wants to roll with it and has that barrier of like but can i do it what would you say to them just do it (laughs) take the barrier out and write it down start spending that little bit of money into whatever it is that you're trying to create um and just yeah where can someone start when they want to start a business where well it depends what kind of business but i mean it, 
I would just so like, like I said, I just get things done, right? You want a sticker? Go get a sticker done. You want to do find a, a manufacturer? Yes. Yeah. Go. I mean, and find nowadays source. things, you know, sourcing is so easy nowadays. Mm. There's so many different amazing companies out there. So it really shouldn't be that tough. If you've got an idea, you can even go to something simple as Sazzle, right? You want to see what a t-shirt's going to look like with your, you know, your quote or your saying or your drawing. Go get it done at a quick website or Sazzle, you know, sticker, same thing. Um, if it's something on a bigger scale, I would say put it on paper. I love the big post-it notes that are like are four feet by four feet. Yeah. I have those all over my house and I tend to brainstorm on those. And then I carry a notebook that I write everything on. So having a journal and putting it on your, you know, on in your face yeah. works. The other thing is I believe in vision boards. Mm. I do one every six months. Whatever you envision yourself wanting to do, create a vision board. I have one in my bathroom that I look at every single morning when I get out the shower. And I might not look at the entire vision board, but I might look at the picture of the horse that I've always wanted to ride, right? And then I have another one in the living room. So create a vision board or a mood board of the things that you want in your life and place it in an area where you're going to be at least looking at it because it's that unconsciousness that will get you to the consciousness of bringing it out into the world. That's awesome. Okay, I want to get you out of here. So you talked about your, your love for healing crystals. Yes. I love healing crystals. I haven't <laughs> talked about it on the podcast, but we can talk about it later because I want to get you out of here. And last two questions. Um, we didn't. We didn't talk about coffee. You're not drinking. Are you drinking? Coffee? I love coffee, but I'm not drinking right now because I'm pregnant. Cause pregnant. But yeah, I do love coffee. I love coffee, tequila, wine. We have. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Those are, those are my three. You know, I call them all, and the, tea. all the teeth stainers. Tea now a new one too. <laughs> tea, yes, tea for sure. Yeah. So I've had the Nescafe here at Wheel Grow. It was good. And last two questions. Do you have a quote that you live by? And un remedio. A quote that I live by, gosh, you know, I live by a lot of them, but I honestly do. Um, Mejor estar sola que mal acompañada. Loved that one when I was single. <laughs> um, and also still, you know, good old fashioned treat others like you want to be treated. It's just a classic and you can't go wrong with that one in any aspect of your life. Right. Um, and then I, I, a couple years ago, just do it, just <laughs> which, do is, it. which is Nike's motto. But I mean, it's like, stop. Yeah. Stop being fearful and just go for just it. Get it done. Yeah. I mean, it's better. That's why to, I'm here. Right. Otherwise I would have been like, Oh no, I can't. I, I got something, something to do. <laughs> Hi. Hey. <laughs> okay. So. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to have you pick 1 through 25. Pick okay. a number. All right. 21. Pretend money is no object. What would you do? Oh, that's a good one. Okay. If it was no object, I... Oh, money? Money. money. If money was no object, oh my goodness, what wouldn't I do? <laughs> I would heal the world, <laughs> heal you, buy everyone a house, get some real estate. I mean, just... Yeah, I, the limit, I would. Right? I, the sky's the limit. Would oh be my the gosh! First thing you would do. Well, the first thing I would do would probably be buy a house. <laughs> Real estate is expensive where I'm from, I so, <laughs> so I would probably buy a house first. Okay, and then I think the next thing would be in, invest in my businesses. <laughs> yes, on all the businesses. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta. What is this saying? You gotta put money to make money. Yes, that is very true. Yeah. ¿Un remedio? Did you give me a remedio? Remedio, ay, pues, vaporú. <laughs> I've heard that too many times. 
I mean, I'm Latina. It's like, ¿qué, qué traes? What's ver, your favorite crystal? <laughs> right? <laughs> My favorite crystal uh, right now Or the is one the right green, now, yeah. The it's... green serpentine, oh. which is actually my brassiere. <laughs> I'm wearing it. Uh, yeah, abundance, happiness, nice. living your truth. Um, and I think, yeah, it's just a friendly reminder of Definitely. living my truth. Love it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, Tanya. Oh, my Thank gosh. Thank you. This is fun. Long overdue. <laughs> Yay. We have an audience. <laughs> This is amazing. All right. Thank well, you. thank you. Stay shining and go to your next session. All right. Thank you for Thanks, your time. Son. Stay shining. Stay shining. All right, listeners. That was my conversation with Tanya. Doesn't she have an awesome story? I mean, we recorded this right before another event. And like I said in the intro, this was during Will Grow. And there's so much going on that we had to kind of speed it up. And I feel like we could keep going and going. And she is just amazing. So I'm really glad we got to get this interview in and she was super open about sharing all the things that I asked and I love her positivity and how she's like, you know, it happens and we roll with the punches and we keep going. So I'm curious to know what lessons you learned from this interview. Share them on Instagram or send me a message. Let me know what you think. I really, I love hearing from you when, when you do a post or when you tag me that you're listening to the episode and you mention the things that you learned from my guests because I think they're they're pretty awesome. And I think you're awesome for listening. So if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone you think is going through something that may get inspired with this interview. And I totally appreciate your reviews and your ratings. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please leave me a review of five-star rating and if you have an extra minute write a little something something for me because I do read every single one of your comments and every week I go and there's a new one it makes my day it really does and also like we've mentioned before rating subscribing rating and reviewing allows my podcast to get visibility as well as other podcasts that you're subscribed to it's almost like this poll once you write review podcasts the ones that are similar that you also listen to also get lifted on on the visibility so you support one you support all if you are not an apple podcast user it's totally fine you can find cafe compound everywhere everywhere else if you don't know where to find me or if you listen to a platform where i'm not on please let me know i don't know how you would be listening to this i guess but let me know <laughs> and i'll do my best to add the the podcast to those platforms if you have any questions comments concerns please send me a dm through instagram at cafe compound podcast i hang out there a lot you know what i'm getting recommendations from listeners about guests and i love that i love that you are finding inspiring people and you want to share their story with the world please send them my way i'm always open to learning and finding new people to interview and i can't be everywhere i can't find all the people in the world and, and you have them if you have them in your network Work. If you can do an introduction, please, I'm always open for those. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram and all things social at Cafe Con Pan Podcast. Make sure it's Cafe Con Pan Podcast. And join the Support Brand Podcast Facebook group. Please support me on Patreon. I am getting ready to adjust my tiers. 
So I really appreciate the support because anything helps creating this. It's not easy. It takes work and it takes time. And so any support really helps. I do this for you and your support allows me to keep this podcast going. So I really, really appreciate it. And listeners, as always, stay shiny. At the Home Depot, the start of spring means it's time to add Vigoro and EarthGrow colored mulch to your list and your cart. Right now, get five bags at a special buy, just 10 bucks. Mulch helps retain soil moisture in shades of red, brown, or black. Hey, it's nice out. Today is the day for doing and mulching. With Vigoro and EarthGrow colored mulch, five bags, 10 bucks. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Color selection varies by store. Limit 60 per customer. Continental U.S. only.